You're listening to Garden Planet with Selena and Karen. Hello, everybody. Hey, uh, last week we were talking about the secret language of flowers and we uh, were getting up to what letter of the alphabet? Um, you were up to L. Yes. Uh, so every flower has its meaning and symbol. And we would like to share with you what those are since we're in the midst of spring. And it's a wonderful celebration of our flowers. Indeed it is. So let's continue on. And uh, the goal is to get to Z. Um, I, did I actually have one for Z? I'm sure there is one. No, I got, I, got, I got to Y. I don't think I like the Z one, so I just left that out. Anyway, okay, right. So, L, what, what have you got for us? Okay. Um, L for Lily. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, I uh, might double up on this. Okay. But that's fine. What have you got? So, Lily means chastity or purity. Mm-hmm. It's a um, wonderful association with um, the Virgin Mary. Apparently, the Lily... Um, was there to announce the birth of Jesus. Um, most lily, if it's symbolising purity, it will be white, but you can get lilies in all different colours. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the lily. Um, that's great, because what what is the botanic name for lily? Lilium. Oh, okay. Because it might, for N, I was going to discuss nymphaea, Oh, okay. Do you know what that is? Water lily. Maybe I don't know. That could be under W. Um, I don't know. I just put it under M out of convenience. But I don't know if is a water lily technically a oh. lily. Oh, I'm gonna have to ask the botanists. Um, the nymphaea, I think, is a completely. I think it's a different. They just maybe call it water lilies. Okay. Yeah. And there are a lot of um, plants that are lilies that are technically, botanically lilies. So, yeah. Like the cabbage tree is apparently a lily. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's, yeah. that's what's okay. happened there. So we're still on L because there's a few flowers uh, starting with L. Mm-hmm. Lotus. Yes. So lotus means enlightenment. Good choice. Or truth. Yeah. And also associated with Buddhism mm. because the... Um, the flowers grow out of the mud. Um, they're oh, in the water, okay. like the water lily. Oh, okay. I suppose it was a type of like water lily. Like sweet feet. Yeah. Yeah. So they grow out of the yucky, stinky mud and become a beautiful yeah. bloom on top of the surface. And um, then, of course, you've got the lotus pose oh, in yes. yoga. Yes. Where you cross your legs and I yes. think you do something with your hands as well. Yeah. I can't remember. I haven't yeah, done it for a while. To connect with the divine. So, yeah, lotus. Um, lavender. Lavender. Uh, I have just got calm for lavender. If you want to soothe or calm someone, you give them lavender. Mm. Yeah. Lavender is such a good one. Mm. Um, M for magnolia. Mm-hmm. One of my favourites. Yes. It's the aristocrat of flowers. Very regal. Yes. Its uh, meaning is love of nature. So, yeah, I love nature. That's but, nice. Um, and in the southern... I wonder why they... I'm just... No, it doesn't have to directly associate with what the plant does, but it just was interesting. Yeah. Um, maybe it is good to have a magnolia tree in amongst your plot. Yes. You know? 
Um, the southern states of America have adopted the magnolia as one of their symbols. As you might have heard the phrase moonlighted magnolias or steel magnolias. I, it is used a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh. Just, um, it's one of their love, most oh. loved flowers. Okay. Um, and still on M, Morning Glory. Mm-hmm. Now this one uh, may be a bit of a weed in Auckland, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it it symbolises affection. The purple yep, flower. The creeping one. Or love in vain. So maybe you like someone, but they don't necessarily love you that yeah. much back. But it's a kind of a clinging vine, so yeah. <laughs> you make of that what you yeah. want. <laughs> oh, I want you so much. I'm yeah. just going to smother you with yeah, flowers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 that's fine. You can give me the flowers, but be gone. Yes. <laughs> okay, that, that's mine. So that's my M. So now oh, we're, great. we're up to your Well, we're up to um, what I was just discussing, which was the nymphaea, the water lily. Okay, water lilies are aquatic rhizomatous. I, I Googled how to say that. I don't think I said it right. Rhizotomous. That's right. how they said it. But right. I was like, how do you say that in Kiwi? Uh, anyway, perennial herb, some having runners. The leaves can go up to 30 centimetres across. I actually um, downloaded a photo of a Brightfield micrograph cross-section of a nymphaea alba. I'll show you, Selena. Look at that. Very scientific. Oh. It's a big space. It's like a cellular picture. It's but it's incredible. The big spaces in the middle are just um, what they call uh, an intercellular gap. So that's why they're so spongy and float, because the cellular structure of the plant actually allows it. It's like a huge sponge. It's quite an interesting cross-section of the... Anyway, that's a bit of an aside. Frogs meant to sit on them. That's how they manage it. Oh, so what is so the now they can actually stay afloat with stuff on top of them, okay. like frogs and flowers sometimes. So what's the meaning of the flower then? The nymphaea symbolise, much like you were saying about the lily, purity, innocence, fertility, pleasure, celebration, hope, rebirth, wellness, peace. Wow. A lot of That's stuff. That's a lot of meaning. Um, a lot of, yeah, a lot of meanings with that one. According to Wikipedia, all ancient cultures around the world have associated the white lilies with gods and spirituality. Mm. Little aside, uh, nymph, okay? Yes. You know how it's called? The meaning nymph in ancient Greek folklore is a minor female nature deity. Okay, yeah. And so I wonder if maybe that is also like the the child stage of an insect. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And yes, it is um, different from Greek goddesses. Nymphs are generally regarded as personifications of nature, are typically tied to a specific place or landform, and are usually depicted as beautiful maidens. Ooh. Um, which I thought was quite cute. Oh, obviously. Come on. Okay. Yeah. Man, I found some really cool pictures of orchids. Look at the owl orchid. <laughs> it actually looks like it an looks owl. like an owl. And the monkey lines look like. Oh. They're amazing. So many. What What uh, would the meaning be for orchids? Well, um, it has many meanings. 
<laughs> okay, so fun fact, fun fact alerts. The word orchid originates from the Greek word orcus, meaning testicle. <laughs> I'm sure I've come up with this before. <laughs> the bulb of orchids looks like testicles. Really? And for this reason, they are known to be aphrodisiacs. Back in the day, oh. they used to... So would you give the, um, the, the bulb instead of the flower to somebody? I think they used to, like, grind them up. So maybe if a woman wanted to fall pregnant and or if oh. she wanted, like, something like if she wanted a boy, she had to eat maybe... I didn't the, know they were in the bulb or some part of the okay. plant. If she wanted a girl, another, maybe the right. flower or something. Um, orchids have a mystique that seems to set them apart from most other flowers. They are elegant and almost unreal in their perfection. Even though orchids are one of the largest flowering plant families, every orchid species has a unique look. Did I write anything about what they represent? No, I did not. I got oh. carried away. Can you tell me? Um, I only did the A to M, so All right. I'm well, sorry. Um, yeah. But I would say... I'd say it's something to do with... Um, fertility? Fertility, yeah. Yeah. And... I did. I did. Beauty. Re, I do remember reading it, but I, said, I for some reason didn't write it down. Yeah. So that kind of yeah aphrodisiac type, like yes, very sort of. There's a lot of sexual connotation yeah. with the orchid. Yeah. If yeah. you look at one, they do look. So, if you gave sexual. it to someone, it might mean a hint of oh, <laughs> let's get it on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Seduction, maybe? Yeah, I, I, I believe so. Okay. But it's funny because we never... Oh, man, I've never thought... Have you been given an orchid before? No. I mean, not that I... I just I don't really see... I just see a beautiful... But now that they say <laughs> things like, oh, it looks like... Tis-, I'm like, oh, I'll never look at it quite the same way. Like, <laughs> anyway. Uh, right, so... Uh, moving on to something of the, a little more tasteful, pea. Pea. <laughs> Rather than... Pea. <laughs> uh, passion flower. Oh, passion flower. Now, uh, pas- Passiflora, that's its uh, botanic name, uh, mostly tendril-bearing vines with some being shrubs or trees. They can be either woody or herbaceous. Um... So the passion in passion flower refers to the passion of Jesus Christ in Christian theology. Mm. In the 15th and 16th centuries, Spanish Christian missionaries adopted the unique physical structure of this plant, particularly the number of its various flower parts as symbols of the last days of Jesus. The tendrils represent the whips used in the flagellation of Christ. The ten petals and sepals represent the ten faithful apostles, Mm -hmm. excluding St. Peter and Judas, the betrayer. The flowers, radial filaments, which can number more than a hundred, can vary from flower to flower, represent the crown of thorns. The blue and white colours of many species flowers represent heaven and purity. And the flower, this was really interesting for me, um, keeps open three days, symbolising the three um, years of ministry, I think, that, well, I was going to say 
the three it was three days before he rose mm. again. But that, they say symbolising the three years ministry. I think that Jesus. That's so interesting. He, he was only in ministry for the three years. Yeah. Well, that's. Well, I'm not sure. If, I, I felt I'm. Uh, mm, that's what Wikipedia said. Wouldn't surprise me though. I mean, that's kind of interesting that not many churches have the passion flower as a symbol. No, like which is going to come here. I've talked about what I'm going to talk about now already, the rose, but that's more of a symbol yes. used in churches. Okay, yeah. Um, the flower has been given names related to the symbolism throughout Europe since that time. In Spain, it's known as Espina de Cristo, Thorn of Christ. Mm-hmm. And older Germanic names include Christus Strauss, Christ Bonnet, uh, Bouquet, and uh, Don Crone, Crown of Thorns. Those are all Germanic. And Jesu Legion, Legion, Jesus' Passion. So they actually went all out and said, yep, this is Jesus' flower. Wow. We're going to name it after the passion after of the Christ. Mm. Um, I don't see that in a lot of like floral bouquets. You seen the shop? Well, maybe it only lasts three days. It's so not a long-lasting flower, but it's beautiful. Yeah. But then I guess people keep it because they want to have the fruit after. I'm never going to look at passion fruit <laughs> the same way now after discovering that. Mm. Um, that was really interesting, and but I have always appreciated that flower. I've always mm. looked at it it's and so gone, unique. "Wow, that's that's because really interesting." It's kind of like got a little fringe around yeah. it and a little like sticky outy things it's not your like your typical it's, flower yeah i mean it's just yeah and it's purple and it's yellow it's a really interesting flower quite amazing so moving on to q queen anne's lace oh, oh. can i just interrupt can mm-hmm. i add can. a pea you can. flower because oh um yes pahutakawa that's right you were going to tell me more um as all Aucklanders know, it is now a symbol of Auckland City mm-hmm. on the council logo. So you see that um, red flower. Um, and apparently the designer of that logo made uh, eight, what's that, eight? I think eight former cities that were made up the Auckland borough into one big super city. Mm. So eight stamens so representing each little... Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So they... they oh, oh, that was before it became the... Yeah. So they did that on purpose? They did that on purpose. Oh, because wow. Because well, flowers, of course, have more than that. Um, but for the Māori, uh, the entire Pūtakawa tree was symbolising, like, the place of departure where these spirits went... Um, yes. When they died. Yes. Um, up at Cape Prina, they mm. have the Hutakawa tree. That's right. That's where they believe they go. Yeah. And of course, for the rest of us, um, it's associated with Christmas. Yes. Because it blooms around Christmas. And so, it's lovely yeah, red definitely summer. worth mentioning. Thanks for jumping in there. Okay. Um, so, yeah, back to uh, Queen Anne's Lace, also known as the Wild Carrot. Do you know which one I'm talking about? It's the one you see growing all along the um, roadside, oh. wild carrot. I'll show yeah. you a picture and yeah. then um, that's the picture there, that one. Oh, yes, pretty. It's just a, it's, it's just a, um, what, how would you, what does that flower look like? A frothy. A frothy looking. White. Yeah, lacy looking flower you see on the, just a cream colour. Yeah. Or not, almost a very pale 
brown. Mm-hmm. It's nothing, but I love it. Mm. I, it brings back childhood memories oh, for me. Okay. We used to wait for the bus and I'd go and pick, you know. Clean didn't realise it was gorgeous. It was uh, introduced and naturalised in North America and in the language of flowers, Queen Anne's lace represents sanctuary. Both the Anne and the Queen of Great Britain and her great-grandmother, Anne of Denmark. Interesting, like, just fun fact. My middle name's Anne and I've got like quite a lot of um, Danish ah. and quite a, quite a lot of English in me. Okay. I didn't realise Anne was... Anyway. Um, so, yeah, so they... Uh, that's the queens that I was apparently named after. Yeah. And uh, because the flower resembles lace, which was a very prominent and fine clothing of that day. Mm. Moving on, uh, Rose from the Rosaceae, Rosaceae family. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rose. Everyone knows what a rose looks like. A woody perennial flower of the genus Rosa. Over 300 species and tens of thousands of cultivars. Of course. The long cultural history of the rose has led it to being used often as a symbol. In ancient Greece, the rose was closely associated with the goddess Aphrodite. In the epic Greek poem Iliad... I hope I said that right. Aphrodite protects the body of Hector using the immortal oil of the rose. Following the Christianisation of the Roman Empire, the rose became identified with the Virgin Mary. The rose symbol eventually led to the creation of the rosary and other devotional prayers Mm. in Christianity. And I got a picture of a scene in the temple garden it was uh, painted by Henry Payne in 1908 and they used the Roses' supporters of rival fractions in the War of the Roses pick either a red or a white rose depending on which, which side side they, yeah, the which war. I thought was quite a nice. <laughs> it's quite a nice touch to politics, oh, isn't it? Right. Picturing people with roses fighting each other with a thorn. You could, though. You could do a lot of damage with a rose thorn. (laughs) Everyone's done it at least once, I reckon. Um, So moving on to tea, I chose Tajitis. Is that how you say it? Marigold? Yes, I just say marigold. I can't <laughs> say the most commonly tajitis. cultivated varieties of tajitis. I'm just going to say that are African marigolds and French marigolds. Okay, what would the meaning be for them? And um, well, they're nothing like they, they don't really. They have a, a a musky sort of pungent scent, so they're nothing. Yeah, almost scentless. Um, the marigold was re- regarded as the flower of the dead in pre-Hispanic Mexico. Oh, yes. You see a lot of them when they celebrate. Yes. Yeah, Day of the dead. Parallel to the lily in Europe. And is still, I don't know, I, maybe the canna lily? I don't know. It's still widely used in the Day of the Dead celebrations. In India, Tajitis is always sold in the markets for the use of daily worships and rituals. And vast quantities of marigolds are used in garlands and decoration for weddings, festivals and religious events. So strong um, spiritual connection there, which is really interesting because, I mean, I just like plant tajitis uh, in the garden because it deters common It's a good insect repellent (laughs) companion plant, but then um, it's got all these spiritual meanings. It's also a lovely bright orangey 
yellowy colour. Yeah, I reckon. A very yeah. cheerful plant, but not so nice, nice smelling. Nah, <laughs> nah. So maybe that's death, you know? Like it's oh, smell. here's a lovely marigold. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think your insects need repelling. Um, I don't know. Maybe that would be a good one to put on a casket. I don't know. Do you really need nice smelling flowers on a casket? Not really. Well, do you? Back in the day, when they smelling? were actually burying the dead by, yeah. like they had to. Yeah, than, had to have something nice. So if the body was, yeah, yeah. So, so I would say it maybe had a, a mixture, practical application as well. Mm. Uh, v, Virginia Creeper. I mentioned this in the segment we did on um, no lawn gardening as something you could grow over a pergola. Oh, yes. And uh, it's a species in the grape family, flowering oh. plant. A prolific deciduous climber, reaching up to 30 metres, very decorative climber. It climbs smooth surfaces using forked tendrils tipped with small, strongly adhesive pads, five millimetres in size. Its leaves grow in groups of five and is sometimes confused with poison ivy whose leaves grow in groups of three. I don't know why. It's quite a red-looking vine. Look at it. Oh. So you there. chose this one because it's well, not for the flower? It, um, just because I like it. But... It, <laughs> And I wanted to know more about it because I touched on it on that segment. Oh, right. But um, interestingly, symbolically, same as ivy, marriage, friendship, fidelity. Oh, I see. So I don't know if that's just come about because, oh, it's a climber. You know, that'll do. I don't know. Hmm. Um, Interesting. So, yeah, that's that one. Then we're going to move on to W. Where's I up to? I don't think I did one for you. I couldn't. I didn't see any I liked in that. Wallflower. A wallflower is someone with an introverted personality type or in more extreme cases, social anxiety. Okay. Oh. The actual wallflower. Flower? Yes. As a genus of the flowering plants in the Brassiaceae family. Oh. Like Isn't that interesting? Funny. Who would have thought? Just a, no wonder it's called wallflower. I, I gave my friends some um, broccoli flowers mm-hmm. the other um, on Saturday. Okay. Went and visited her. And they're just so cute, but you wouldn't even really, you'd walk right past oh, them normally. Um, so it is, it is like, a, no wonder they call so it that. So would you give a wallflower to someone who's quite shy? Well, according to the almanac.com, the wallflower symbolises faithfulness and adversity, fidelity and lasting beauty. So maybe it's just one of those things that's always there in the, on the side. In the background and you're not really noticing it, but it's faithful. Yeah, mm. it's always there. And uh, I didn't get up to Z, I got to Y, Yarrow. Uh, is native to temperate regions of the Northern Hemisphere, Asia and Europe and North America. It was introduced as a feed for livestock in New Zealand and Australia where it has become a common weed of both wet and dry areas. <laughs> but like the um, wild carrot, similar sort of little yeah. flower. Yeah. According to Dale Harvey's directory of the meaning of flowers, yarrow is a cure for heartache and sorrow and a cure that brings health and healing. Yarrow too has been long been a symbol of love especially lasting love and this they reckon is because it takes two or more years for it to become established when propagated from seed 
But once she does so, she's a strong and lasting perennial who can enjoy conditions and neglect that would wither many other plants. Oh, funny. So there you go. And it's true, I do nothing with my yarrow, and every year she comes <laughs> yeah. back stronger. It's great. So your faithful wife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she is. Strong and Very tough. much so. <laughs> puts up with me, puts up with the chickens. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> So husbands, <laughs> well, yeah, puts up with his lawn mower. <laughs> yes, oh. that's right. Others have gone. Oh, I'm dead. That's it. Yeah. Never coming back again. Yeah. But the yarrow, yeah, wow. really worthwhile having. Mm. Yeah, and I didn't realise that animals ate it like stock. Oh, did they? Okay. Well, that's what it was apparently introduced to New Zealand for. Was for it's got so feeding. many different colours. So like yellow, white, pink. Mm. Yeah. yeah, subtle colours. Yeah, Purp, um, light purple. Bees love it. Yep, great flower. So I really wanted to put that one in. Mm. So yeah, so that's me. Um, have we got time for oh, yes. anything? Well, last week um, a listener said we missed out the e. Oh, flowers. that's right. Yes. So um, I had a rummage in my flower collection. Mm. What? flower starts with E. Uh, so we have Echinacea. Yes, Selena. So Echinacea symbolises... What does that symbolise? Strength, um, good health. Strength and health? Yep. Or... And healing? And healing. It's, it's actually used for immunity. Like yeah. If you've got a cold or something. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful purpley flower, or it can come in other colours, but... When does echinacea usually flower? Is it spring? Usually spring or something. No, maybe a bit later. Yeah, I think it's one of those ones that comes... Was it summer? Oh, we should, I can't believe we missed that one. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, it, oh, it's one of those flowers when I used to have it. I don't know if it's, I've got it in my garden now. Um, but it would sort of... The flower would pop out just at a time maybe when I wasn't feeling great or... You know, I had a cold or something like that, and then a beautiful purple flower, so pretty, mm. would pop up, open up, and then I'd think, oh, and then you can dig up the roots and make yourself a little, um, well, I was going to say tincture, a boil up. Yeah. Great. Or a tincture. Yeah. If you so want to. maybe give that to someone who's unwell. And the flower. Mm. Yeah. Yes, and the flower. Why not? <laughs> Why yeah, not? yeah, for sure. Flowers will cheer you up. Um, yeah. And I think just one more that we might have missed, um, because we always have it every time we have Plant of the Week, the little Petunia song. up and apparently it means anger or resentment 
or lose um, if you're losing hope, it's a soothing or comfort to give to someone. Oh, lovely. So, yeah. Petunia. Maybe that's why in our Petunia song, it's the little Petunia lonely. and the onion plot. Yeah, the lonely little Petunia and feeling angry. angry. Yeah, well, I mean, if it's supposed to be like the mule amongst the... <laughs> Yeah. The bulls. What do we put normally put mules with? Yeah. Usually. The odd one out. Or the big horses that are frisky. You put a mule in there, sort it out. It's like the mule of the flowers. Mm. It's true. That's what you do in gardening. They they seem to have a way of sort of keeping the peace amongst the, oh, <laughs> the frisky ones. Yeah. Okay. So maybe all those angry sort of like yeah. you know, bitter onions <laughs> and <laughs> Just pop a petunia in it. Calm down, guys. Calm down, onions. <laughs> yeah. Stop crying. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> nice touch, yeah. Okay. Good one. So we didn't have time to play the song because we were chatting too yeah. much. But we did it. Okay. We got to the end. That is all our A to Z. And if you can think of Z's, yes, let us know. an email. One worth mentioning. GardenPlanetFM <laughs> at gmail.com. Awesome. All right, happy flower gardening, everyone. Now you know all the meanings of our flowers, you can, yeah. A very informative segment. Speak the language. Yeah, awesome, very informative. Thanks for that, Selena, and myself. going to tap myself on the back, too. <laughs> Lots of study had. My brain's sore. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening, everyone. That's all we have time for. Come back next week for more great gardening tips at Garden Planet. You can find us on Facebook on our Garden Planet Facebook page or email us at gardenplanetfm at gmail.com if you want to ask us anything about gardening. Happy gardening, everyone, and we'll be back next week.